I'm Ryan Kelch, and I'm your host of the Red Cedar Podcast. From our real estate sales to our crazy stories and hobbies in South Central Kansas, we're going to cover it all. Buckle up, you're in for a wild ride. We are back in the studio, and we've got Nathan Leeper and Heath Getty here. We've got some uh, time-sensitive topics to cover uh, Deer season snuck up on us, guys. We are uh, September 14th, almost a month away from deer season. So we've got a lot of preparation tips we're going to cover. Some other announcements. We are uh, um, in a Doco wildlife seed dealer as well now. So everyone always asks us what kind of uh, products we're planting in our food plots and stuff like that. And uh, we've teamed up with Caleb Stymates and... uh, his brother and his team there at Odoco, and and uh, we're already getting some some product out there, aren't we, Heath? Quite a few food plots going in. Uh, we are struggling to get them all in in time, you know. That's why we started a little early. <laughs> so, but it's time to plant them. So, and uh, we got you guys good are, moisture. Yeah, we've got enough rain to make that stuff pop out of the ground. So we've had a weird raining year. So we were dry in the spring, and we are wet right now. Yeah, well, I think yeah. I didn't see how much rain we got in July, but it was crazy. It's It's got to like be a record night. high within the last five years. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I'm still running into mud holes out in the pastures. I mean, every plot, and I'm tilling around mud. So it's, it's a bit of a struggle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, as far as the deer stuff goes, I mean – Let's go over uh, time and time again. I always have guys ask, hey, you know, what are you doing? I mean, if you've got your own equipment, let's cover some of the tips that all three of us, you know, would would like people to do um, in order to enhance their farm and add value and, and uh, get closer to a big deer. So okay. uh, start it off, Leap. What's your top priority on, you know? Well, I would typically say in, in July and August to get the trails mowed, but – it's been so wet that I mean I mowed some in July and now I have to go mow them again. So you know it's green as a gourd out here. It's just beautiful out this year. But mowing the trails I think is you know one of the best things that you can do. One of the cheapest, most effective things you can do. Um, yeah, just getting a cleaning. I mean even if you're dumping corn and getting cameras out and mowing a trail. Yeah, I feel like a lot of guys can do that or or you know get a get your family together and do it it's yeah. a lot of fun turning dirt up and and yeah. uh going out and checking cameras and stuff like that you don't scratch your pickup oh. deer don't really want to walk down that in you know the if, trees have grown with the rain just like the weeds and there's going to be a lot of trimming and mowing and everything oh yeah. late. I, didn't, I didn't think about the trimming <laughs> so. part but yeah tree stands stuff that you had up from last year you're all going to need to go be trimmed and Get cut back. Get to play with the ticks. <laughs> the ticks and the ivy. The they ivy's doing real well this year. Yeah. I got it right now. <laughs> he, Where he, he has it. it, we cannot announce that. <laughs> he gets it in May and doesn't get rid of it until it freezes. That's exactly right. I think he still gets it in the winter. He could. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, we have before. It's, it's strange. Even when uh, that one field was burning. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I was covered in it. Yeah, you got it from a CRP burn. All I did was get out and take some pictures. Yeah. And 
my hands and my face were covered in that crap. Yeah. So what what would be your number one thing? You know, I'm going to have to agree with Leaper on that. Mowing the paths, getting all your stuff around, uh, feeding them deer, getting your pictures. And I mean, just the basics right now would be, you know, plenty good. Yeah. I mean, but there's all there's always more you can do to the farm, you know. I mean, oh yeah, you, you can, can you know cut out your lanes, get your plots, your plot areas prepped and ready. Well, especially know? if you have a spring plot, you know, yeah, that's going to need to be either tilled or or yeah, mowed. It, and, right as of right now, it needs to be mowed and tilled and probably put in the dirt. Yeah. So. Yeah, what's crazy is how dry we were when we started to put in Milo. And then towards the end of it, we just got exploded with rain. So we've got plots that look awesome, and we've got some we had to redo. I mean, I've never seen anything like it this year as far as, you know, having stress and all weather-related and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, some of it just got completely washed out or it packed the soil down so tight that it crusted over. over. I went back and replanted it. It looks beautiful now. I just... I don't know. It's well, and where we live, and the the rainfall that we average when it's time to go, yeah, better get them in. I mean, it's kind of what I would call recreational farming. You know, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> kind of the is. middle of a pasture where you know it's a pasture. If it was good farm ground, it would be farm ground. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you've got a bit of a challenge. Absolutely. Well, I think besides just the mowing and, and feeding and stuff like that, you can literally print off your farm on Google Earth and design it like a golf course. Yeah. You know, and I mean, there's some guys that love that. You know, they're not used to this area and they're like, hey, these these guys here, they've hunted here for their whole lives. You know, they can just look at an aerial photo and go, okay, this is a bedding area. Don't go near it. Only in the rut. You know, we're going to mow these trails. Yeah, I like having two or three access points to each food plot. Well, you, know. you have to remember when you're setting all that stuff up, you know, prevailing winds. When are you going to be here to hunt? Are you coming in muzzleloader? Are you coming in early bow? Are you coming during the rut? Mm-hmm. You know, early season, you're going to have predominantly south-southwest winds almost every night. And then, uh, you know, as it gets towards November – you know, we start to, the south winds start to slow, and then we'll start to get north winds. So all that stuff has to be figured in when you're setting stands, creating your food plots, or designing what you're going to do. That's what's so much fun about what Heath does is each farm is so uniquely different mm-hmm. that you can look at them and say, oh, man, this place is awesome. And then you got some that you kind of fight because oh, it's yeah. all a plum thicket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do with that? You know, yeah. you mow and mow and mow oh, and have your trails and... And then you got guys that have like the perfect entry. You can sneak in there and, and out of there real easy. And yeah. they got pinch points and places you hardly have to do any work on, you know. So I don't have any of those places. I don't, I, I don't, either. I don't either. It's all plum thickets and my cedar trees are about a foot tall, you know. So it's like, oh, I'll cut a few of these up, box my little hunting blind in, you know, to camo it in. But uh oh, someone said blind. Yes, yeah, he Oh. <laughs> yep, time sensitive <laughs> subject number two. That's yeah. another thing that needs to be set up right probably about now. now. Yeah. We okay. just, we're a muddy dealer and we've gone through three semi loads, I think, in the last month and a half. Oh, yeah, in a month and a half. But I bet and we, we just, just ordered another one and oh my gosh, 
we we keep running out of them um we're so close to deer season you know uh, i'm not saying you can't kill one the day after you put it up but I'd prefer having it out a couple of weeks before yeah. you start hunting. Yeah, I think know. most would generally prefer that too. They want to, you know, get used to it and something new standing in the pasture. You know, they kind of feel a little more comfortable. But so once again, depending on when you guys are going to come hunt, you know, if you're thinking about it, now's the time. We need yep. to, you know, especially if you need help standing it up. Um, and we've got a waiting list on a lot of things. Yeah, right now. Putting up blinds is one of them. Yeah. Looking at ground is one of them. Yeah. And food plots is one of them. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're trying to, we're, we're putting the hint out for everybody. Mm-hmm. So. And we have quite a few options on those muddy blinds too. We, we carry, you know, it's kind of three different types really on the towers. You can get 10 foot tower, five foot tower. Uh, you, you can, can set also, it on the hill yourself or. Yeah. That, whatever. But the the big window is kind of a custom thing that everybody seems to be really liking, and I think we should just continue to order the the big window. Yeah, they're taking the penthouse window, the larger window, the horizontal window. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the on the on the penthouse. Yeah, and they're putting it in the muddy bull, and we are we just, just our whole trailer load is that. You can time. almost, I mean, you can shoot a bow out of it. It's, yeah. It's oh yeah, it's plenty wide enough. Yeah. The, the traditional window on the bulls are more like a rifle window. Yep. So you can only oh. shoot out of the corners, but with that big window option, you can shoot out. Of well, it. Kenny made the mistake. He bought one that was custom and then showed everybody, and then yep. everybody preferred that one. Don't we say had a it was me. <laughs> it was this oh, was guy right Lee? over here, <laughs> I think. Him and his brother, I, Drew. No. Yeah. I, uh, Drew, if you're listening, the muddy dealerships for sale. <laughs> He's been killing it this year. Oh my gosh. Uh, another time sensitive thing, guys, talking seed too, is uh, it's almost time to get that alfalfa seed in. So we are a WL dealer. Uh, we sold a lot of it the last couple of years. So if you're considering alfalfa this year, don't forget we are a WL alfalfa dealer as well. So. And that um, needs to be in soon. Yeah, it's it's time to get it ordered for sure. Yeah. Yep, it's it's go time on that. So another thing, too, time-wise, you know, it takes 30 to 40 days to close a farm. I mean, we've had good luck with High Plains title out of Dodge, get things done quick. Yeah. Uh, but still, you know, if you're trying to get pre-approved, come and look at the ground. I always recommend stay a couple days with us. Yeah. You know, come to the shop, stay with us. Spend two days looking at ground, and I don't care where it's at in the state. You need to cover the whole state because it's we're so diverse. It's a big investment. You need it's to spend important. the time. Yep. Don't just look at lots of different places. See what really what's going to work for you. Yep. Yep. Kansas is so diverse, and you know some guys love a lot of timber, some don't. You know. Yeah. You so do the go. deer. <laughs> exactly. Yep. But some, some deer like a lot of timber, some don't. <laughs> Trying to get something bought in 30 days, it's, it can be very tough. It's d- definitely doable, but if you are looking to buy a farm, keep in mind it's it's not just going to happen overnight. So what else we got coming up, guys? We got a, got a nice little golf tournament August 22nd. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That ought to be a good time. <laughs> Beer girls lined up, Heath? Uh, yeah, we're uh, looking to get some uh, 
Twin Peaks girls? Who's right? we? Just turned, <laughs> just, no, not just really. turned into an advertisement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That, that's what we all need is a divorce. No, no. <laughs> Four-man scramble. Get your teams ready. We also need to know who's getting cards. Well, you got to tell, tell them what it is. It's the annual Red Cedar Golf Tournament. That's right. Four-man right. scramble. Yeah. Four-man we need to know who gets who's getting carts because yeah. we need to get some ordered. Yeah. How many teams do we have? How many? I think last year we had 16 four-man teams. Holy smokes. Okay. Well, and I got another team coming from Halstead this year. So Yeah, I last year we more. had a team from Missouri. and Yeah. Um, yeah, people come from all over the place. So 16 yeah. under won it last year. And the trophies are always killer. Oh, yeah. What, Amy, where's our trophy at? It is today? Okay, yeah, we got another surprise trophy. Last year, it was a beer glass with a Titleist ball inside of it. And uh, this year, we got a surprise for you. So, speaking of golf tournament, we'd like to thank our sponsors so far. We've got the People's Bank in Pratt, Stone Sand Company in Great Bend, Adoko Wildlife Seed, Will Height Crop Insurance in Leon, Kansas, Kelch Hay, Squeaks Bar and Grill, Red Cedar Land Company, Red Cedar Land Management, Davis Electrical, Legends Pub and Grill in Pratt, and John Falk with uh, Farm Bureau. We appreciate everyone's uh, sponsorship, and I think we got more sponsors coming and some whole prizes to announce, but uh, that's where we're at so far on our sponsors, and we couldn't do it without you. Thank you. What, else, what else is uh, Red Cedar going to hand out? Because last year there was a few little trinkets and stuff, hats. Well, as usual, we got free beer. Prizes. That's always a koozies. A, I think there's yeah. Some we, koozies. We've got some nice koozies. We've got uh, the new trophy. We've got the uh, ball marker chips, and uh, I think we got a lot of nice hole prizes too. Uh, we've got a lot of Yeti stuff coming, uh, hats coming. So yeah. yeah, it's not your average show up, spend two hundred bucks, and go home between with your tail between your legs. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We yeah. had a blast last year. We need to hand out more balls for teams like me and Heath. Oh, who's cooking yeah. this year? Billy's going to cook. Ah, sweet. Yep. Yep. Billy's cooking. You know what he's cooking yet? We don't know yet. Um, Surprise. I think, I mean, it's got to be something he can put on the smoker the night before. It'll be good. You know, and keep it warm. So, I'm guessing pulled pork sandwiches or something like that. Yeah. Back to, uh, we've got a big gun auction coming, guys. Uh, it's the Warren Shire Estate. He's got guns and swords, knives, bayonets, uh, pocket watches, and all sorts of stuff coming up Saturday, October 17th. Uh, we're going to have it here at the shop at 11 a.m. Uh, I printed off the flyer in front of you guys. What's some of your favorite guns? There's a lot of nice ones. Man, you're looking at a whole bunch of old collector Colts, old collector Winchesters. I mean, it's hard to just choose. There's so many favorites in this thing. 1860 Colt. What's your top three, boys? I well, just have one. I've only got one. I mean, I you can't, can't afford more than that. So you can't go wrong with Colts. I mean, if you're a gun collector, Colt is like one of those top top lists to have. Um, some of those 1911 45s, I would absolutely love to have the commemor- commemorative, yeah, the commemorative ones? stuff and things like that. But you guys know more about the shotguns than I do. I don't have a clue about the shotguns. He does have a, a lot of 1100s that are like new condition. 
Um, there's a lot of old Model 12s that are in really good shape. Um, yeah. He's got a lot of uh, Model 12s, um, Remington 1100s. Um, there's a Luger Mauser 9mm World War One on there. That's that's going to bring some good money. Um, M1 Grand. Yeah, the M1. M1. Yep. Some of these old, like, well, there's an, another 1873 Winchester with a hexagon barrel. Uh, stuff like that. A lot of older stuff. Cool, cool old collectible stuff. Yeah, there, there's that one pearl-handled uh, pistol that was a sheriff. Yeah. Sheriff a, pistol out in Hamilton County. That's really neat. 1884 Colt Police Positive 38 Special with a pearl handle. That's really cool. Yep. Real. There's a new in-box uh, 870 Youth Model 20 banger. Ooh. Ooh. I think Taylor needs that for her first quail gun. Does it I have a straight English right. stock on it? You know, I'm not sure. I don't. It's. I didn't take it out of the box or anything like oh, that. Oh, man. Yeah, he just laid it there, and it was it's brand new. Wow. Yeah. So do I have to help you with this, or do I get to have a number and yeah, set? how's that work? Nah, I'm helping you're, with the auction. Can I still bid? <laughs> yeah, you guys, anyone can bid. So I can still yeah. stand up and go, yes, you know? <laughs> That That's the glory of it is we can put Lisa to work, and we're going to spend his money. That's there exactly you go. what's going to happen. You're going to get some of my money on this, I guarantee you. And what about Trav? <laughs> oh, yeah. Trav's excited. I'm, Trav probably would. I, I would think there's some... Some old Colt or an old Winchester he might like. Oh, yeah. I showed him the list, and he was pointing out some ones he liked. Yeah. So. I would imagine we're probably going to have a pretty good turnout with that. I bet de- some guys coming Ducks down. Unlimited decoys? Yeah, there's some old, there. old wooden ones. Wow. Um, some of those are Forget the guy's name. Where's that at? False yeah. information. Yeah, that's there's, right. There's also a collection of German dressed daggers and swords. They actually are... I don't know. I mean, I can't tell what's real and what's not, but I mean, they're. I'd say. I'd say some of them look look pretty legit. When we were going through a lot of them, I'd say ninety percent of them were real. And they like World War Two stuff. I mean. Yeah, if you're a World War Two collector, these things actually do have the swastika on most of them. Yes, they're and they're like legit, man. mm -hmm. They are. That's a little Um, weird. It is. It, There's a, there is a lot of that, German stuff. Some which people is weird. collect that World War II things like that. I mean, it's kind of a sad thing, but you know, it's history and it, it's collectible. So, um, what else we got that we need to announce? You think, you guys? A lot of listings. Yeah, you got any new ones? Oh man, we just listed one in Rice County. Uh, sold one, listed one over there. And we've got another one coming in Rice County. So there's three or four in Rice County going on there. So so what what do we need to wrap up with? Um, Order your blinds now. Order your blinds. Yeah. Get if your, you want a food plot, call in. Let's get that started. Alfalfa seed. Alfalfa seed. And yeah. then on October 17th, get down here and buy some guns. Bring your checkbook. Your wife said it was okay. Leave your wife at home. And bring, bring her check. Yeah, and bring her check. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I bet you we get a lot of people here. You know, it, it, it's our first sale on guns, but Rooster's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, since his spurs were this big. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Rooster's been doing it a long time. 
we're going to have a good crowd here. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a great sale for the estate. And we look to have many more auctions here held at the shop. So I think, uh, yeah, get your ducks in a row, guys. If you're doing food plots, thinking about looking at ground, thinking about getting blinds in, I mean, it's crunch time. Deer season's here. So yep. I think we ought to wrap her up unless you guys got something else you want to cover. I'm good. I'm good. We'll have podcasts and more info coming out soon. Don't forget to check us out on our website, www.redcedarland.com, or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.